pay for our future finicky opens. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. That's right, we're doing actual football this time. The train Ooh. agrees. It is week one. It's, it's just completed. We're heading into week two. And we are joined. Man, that train is loud. We are joined by Andrew Bottom and my wife, Emily June Calhoun. Because we're Where? not just going to talk finicky scores. We're going to talk Seahawks scores. Andrew, Emily, who I live with and love. Let's, what's going on here? What just happened with the Seahawks game Woo! last Go night? Hawks, let's ride. I mean, there was some things going on. Lots of fumbles, lots of recoveries, and, uh, you know, a little Hawks win. Shit. One second. Oh, did, did you not record, Julian? No, I you am. Didn't... One second. Moose. Are your kids lost somewhere? Because I don't see any kids, and I see both of you in this room. <laughs> well, the kids, the kids are asleep right now. Uh, Moon That's... has gotten loose, and he's pissing Julian off. And Julian went to go chase him down the beach. Why can't the baby see him? A moose on the loose. Oh I like God. that. The baby's out there still? I don't know, but he was barking, and so he's probably barking at a baby seal. It's fine. He was on our side of the fence. We'll cut all that out. All right. <laughs> Emily... Andrew, you're the ones who I come to for the greatest of advice. Obviously. What happened with the Seahawks at Den or with Seahawks hosting Denver and the, the defeat of Russell Wilson? I break it down to me with your expert terms. I'm gonna leave him I feel like Emily's been waiting so long for this game to happen that I, I can't take any of her thunder. Any of her fire. It's really kind of true. Okay, Emily. Yeah, no, it's funny because as soon as this trade was announced, I was like, oh, okay, so the Seahawks are going to go up against the Russell Wilson Broncos, and I don't know how to explain it, but I know we're going to win. And I've actually been looking forward to this game for so long. And I actually, like, I, I generally don't give a shit about football. I think, Julian, you can get you can attest to that. Um, but I've been like counting down the weeks to this, like every Monday I've been like four more weeks, three more weeks, two more weeks till we get to play Russell Wilson because I've been so fucking excited to just humble him and put him in his place and like, let him know that like, I, I just, I think, yeah, I, I feel like there's been this thing of like, oh, Russell Wilson gave us a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson brought us to a Super Bowl. Like, and I feel like there's been an underappreciation of the team around him. And there's been like a lot of shitting on Pete Carroll that like was so unwarranted. And I, it's so, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the side of the fans that like were on Pete Carroll's side. And it feels pretty vindicating to be like, yeah, we actually didn't need him. We don't need him. He's actually not going to prove to be an elite quarterback. I think he, the the things that he had that made him elite are gone and he's going to prove to be a pretty like just a just a good fine quarterback and it it was very fun to um win. 
So what I'm hearing here is Emily is a huge Russell Wilson fan. Russell Wilson fan was very upset the Broncos <laughs> lost and doesn't want to watch another NFL game ever again until he beats the odds. I didn't record it or transcribe it, but I'm pretty sure the words were when we scored first, Emily shouted, "That's what you get, you little fat bitch." <laughs> And your In kids will be saying kids. those words for there. the rest of the week. Everyone heard it. Grandparents, kids. No, I don't. I don't think I actually said that until um, Broncos were on offense. I think when we <laughs> scored first, I think what I shouted was, "That's my quarterback." That's and true. I was screaming at Geno Smith <laughs> because I am one of the. Uh, the weirdos who actually loved Geno Smith in years past, every time he stepped in, like, for example, last season when Russ was out because of his stupid little fat finger injury, whatever, um, he did fingers got too fat. <laughs> yeah, they're just too fat. Geno did yep. great, and I loved him, and I, I, I've always loved him. And, well, here's a question. Uh, yeah, so to see him flourish... And fulfill his potential was so much fun last night. And no, I did not immediately go to shitting on Russell Wilson last night. Immediately I went to, that's my quarterback. That's I love Geno Smith. I have always loved him and I continue See, to love him. She's a classy lady. She's a classy lady. Classy she lady. pumps up the team. <laughs> but the minute Russell Wilson with... didn't score a touchdown <laughs> in retort. Oh, I was very quick to say uh, that kick his little dick into his short, fat little asshole. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> Cal had to say, Mom, fat bitch is a bad word. <laughs> I, I, have a I have a quick Seahawks question for, for, for you guys because I'm obviously the most knowledgeable of the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. But So we got Drew Locke from this trade with Russell Wilson, and supposedly Russell Wilson was a big trading piece. Drew Locke is not starting... Is that because he's just a really shitty quarterback and we made a bad trade? Or was it a good trade, but because we wouldn't have lost Russell for nothing? Or what was the outcome of that trade? You can't say what would have happened if we didn't get Drew Locke because you don't know what we would have gotten instead. And you don't know it. But I, I will say with whatever what, what Pete's mentality is, is that he brought Drew Locke in, one, to see if he could fix him, and two, to light the fire underneath Gino, because I don't think he believes, and this is why maybe the whole Russell Wilson era was so irritating for Pete, but I don't think he believes in having a quarterback who feels like he owns the job outright and doesn't have to compete with anyone. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, bringing in Drew Locke was, this guy's got an arm, this guy's got all the tools, Gino, if you're going to beat him, you're going to have to use everything you've learned here in the past three years. And then, yeah, we watched that game. I mean, uh, Gino looked great. And Gino was not that good coming into Seahawks camp four years ago. Like, Gino has gotten better. He's learned the system. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. It's one game. It is just one game, but we're going to see because – Gino looks yeah, like the real deal. I think we're on the way to the Super but Bowl. I think I we're well on the way to the Super Bowl. Okay. Bottoms irrational. <laughs> Emily? <laughs> well, also, I think, like, even if Drew Luck wasn't a part of the trade, I don't know, part of me still feels like Pete and John would have made the trade because well, everything yeah. they got was worth it. I mean, Noah Fant maybe underperformed, but, like, Shelby Harris, like, holy shit, did his job mm -hmm. so well. Like, it just, we, like... 
I feel like we definitely got what we well, also, were after. We, like it, we, he, to make the trade work, you had to add players because of money. You couldn't, you know, it's a cap thing. Drew Locke is worth a good amount of money because he's a second round pick. Shelby Harris is actually not worth a whole lot of money. He was a value take. And then Noah Fant is worth a lot of money because he's a first round pick. And he's good. But man, Colby Parkinson caught all the touchdowns. Will Disley caught all the touchdowns. Noah Fant was our third most productive well, tight end. All the touchdowns. They each caught one. Noah Fant was our third most Those productive were all tight end. <laughs> third most productive tight end, and uh, usually you don't play three tight ends. So it's it's not – I mean, Noah Fant's got time to grow within the system and whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, Pete stuck with his guys who work. And, uh, I mean, that's just one game. We'll see how it works. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I would still say we won the trade. If that's the question you're asking, did we win the tra- – yes, we won the trade. I think the trade's value – was in the picks. And so, yeah, we won the trade there. But also Shelby Harris is, I mean, I don't know if Bob, if you heard his interview, Shelby Harris is everything that was the Legion of Boom attitude. Like that guy has it in spades. He was the mm. first person to run out after the game and say, that's why you don't trade defensive linemen to the other team. Like he was just burning the earth down. He had no fear and he's super pumped. And anyway, yeah. That's that's a Pete Carroll captain, if I've ever seen one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Just the energy he brings was uh, so much fun to watch. Um, and it, it's funny because we saw that, like, even a couple of months ago, like, the just the way he tweets and the energy, like, the energy he brings to his social media presence, like, he's not... He's not polished. He's not he doesn't run anything through a PR filter. He just like puts out how he, what what he's thinking, what he's feeling, and that's fun to watch from a football fan perspective. Like that is it's so much more fun to see than something that goes through like a curated like I have a 15 person entourage. I have a PR firm working to make sure that everything I say is correct. Like it's so much more fun to see like football players just like, you know, instincts go on the internet. That's actually a really good point. I mean, look at the post the post game conferences from Geno Smith and from Shelby Harris. Gino, I mean, Shelby Harris was incredible. That entire speech was, in, it just, there are no notes. He basically said, that's why you don't trade me to the other team. And let's ride, let's ride. And he just, that was, uh, was the be- all Burns, the best of Burns. And then they asked Geno Smith and he said, they wrote me off, but I didn't write them back. And it's like, that's. That I think he, is well, he was Carroll... waiting to say that one for a long time. He had yeah, that one. He's been holding on to that bar forever. <laughs> and it's like, that is a Pete Carroll football team. Like, the entire Legion of Boom was that. Golden Tate was that. Doug Baldwin was that. Marshall Lynch was everything that is that. Totally. And Russell Wilson wasn't. Whereas Russell Wilson had to go back to the locker room. He had to take 45 minutes to put his shiny mint green suit. And he had to retie his bow tie. And he had to come back out and be like, well, yes, we decided that the 46 was where we wanted to be. That was our goal. We wanted to be at the 46, and that's exactly where we wanted to kick from. He, what a fucking little cunt. <laughs> oh, what a stupid <laughs> little fucking bitch. 
just just the bitchiest little shit. I can't shit. wait to have Cal on the next podcast. I just want to hear the words Cal is repeating. It's going to be so great. Yeah, I can't wait until Cal hears this when he's older. Okay, so with all of that, it's just, yeah, it does feel like this entire team fits what Pete's persona and the way he creates a team is. And uh, yeah, Russ yeah. being on Denver, it does feel like a nice change of pace. So uh bottom you're our expert guest today uh we've kind of talked about who won the trade we'll say the seahawks uh we'll talk about is russ bad i mean did you see stuff did you feel like i mean steph took russ do you think that uh do you think that this badness will continue he didn't have a terrible game do you think it's gonna get any better any worse i mean as you told me when i was picking qbs uh during the draft you said don't pick qbs going to a new team so I feel like, according to the Julian method, it's going to take him probably a full year to adapt, to adjust, to actually do quite well. So I feel like, I don't think Denver's going to be a bad team, because apparently the people who are experts, quote unquote, say that they're decent, and that's probably smarter than who I am in football knowledge. But I also think it'll take a while to adjust, and, you know, probably are not going to be the Super Bowl champs, everyone, you know think they could possibly could be yeah and so. Daniel Hackett might just be a straight-up bad coach and that's something that not a lot of people talked about um he can always I mean he played they play Houston next week so all all the chance in the world for a rebound but you know look at the Giants they've churned through some coaches in the p- past couple of years uh same thing with the Browns obviously with the Jags Houston like a lot of these teams have to do a couple burns to find their right guy and Nathaniel Hackett might just not be it. And the funny thing about all of that was we saw the end of the football game. Russell Wilson was told we're going to kick a field goal, and he didn't put up much of a fight. He's like, yeah, I trust the coach. Because he's been playing for Pete Carroll. He's been, I mean, he's trusting the coach. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett might be an idiot. And so that Russell Wilson might be in a situation where he has to start making those calls and start to, I mean, I don't know, we can might we might have find ourselves in some real discourse there. I'm very interested to see how they do. If they don't beat Houston, this could get nasty. Um, it's Well, yeah, it's funny because everyone said, like, Russell Wilson better beat the Seahawks. Russell Wilson better beat the Seahawks or else it's going to, you know, it's going to look really poorly upon him. And now everyone's giving him, like, a... There was that bad last call. There was that bad last call, and it's like, well, yeah, that's true, and and we'll see how it goes against the Texans, and but then after that, like, beating the Texans doesn't save your job. I feel like even if it goes well yeah, versus the Texans, it's like it's still like he. They're in the hardest division in football. Here's the thing. He, uh, the best thing I heard today was that you know. In the in his prime, when he was in his twenties, he could throw and he could run, and now he can throw, and that's fine. That's a skill that doesn't go away. Um, but he ran for two yards last night. He he's simply getting older, and that's fine. Like he, that doesn't stop someone from being an elite quarterback, but it it could stop him just because of all the limitations he has on his throwing game, and it just. It is interesting to see where he's going to go, and we will see. Here's here's a question I I have for a hot take. Um, Oh, yeah, Bob, do it. 
Uh, are the Seahawks basically champions of the NFC West? We just write it off now that we, you know, the we're sole first place position right now. We are, we are first in first place, place, and that is actually, yeah, that's the next thing I want to say. <laughs> we play the 49ers next, and that Trey Lance rain game could tell us nothing because they played in a monsoon. Hmm. I don't know, Bottom. What do you think? Is, it, mean, is the Seahawks success train going to continue? I think a success train will continue. Is that hold that away or is that at home? That's away probably. No, yeah. it's in San Francisco. I know that because Emily and I just bought tickets to the game. We're gonna be there. But it's in San Francisco or it's in Seattle. San Francisco. So it's away. It's an away game. Yes, that's what you call an away game. Yes, it is okay. in San Francisco. Well, it's not San Francisco really. It's like San Francisco. This is a, a, par- a parents' night out. Parents' night um, out. So San when's Jose. the game next Sunday? I think I'm going to join. All right? I'm yeah. going to fly up to San Francisco. Come on, Pine Bottom. And uh, I'll pre-party with you guys and then send you off to the game. Oh, no. You're going to you know, put you in our little plastic little bag that we can carry <laughs> in. You're going to fit in that bag, and we're going to wheel you on in. You can hang out with us. I cannot wait. All right. Perfect. All right. So the success is going to continue. If it isn't, Emily and I are going to see that absolutely firsthand. Um, all right. Well, that is that is the end of our Seahawks talk for right now. Um, we're going to talk waivers uh, because, uh, Andrew Bottom, you uh, had the highest casualty of anybody in uh, Finicky because, well, you lost Dak Prescott. Lost Dak Prescott, and I had another player who was out, so it was not the best week for me. The best of weeks. That's, that's what you call uh, on that's that pits. On that's that's the pits. Do you want to hang out for all this? We're very welcome to keep you. I'm gonna go get ready for bed. <laughs> okay. okay. Emily, thank you for joining us. We're gonna talk a lot about Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota, but we. Bottom. We'll... <laughs> thank you for talking about the Seahawks with me. I'm glad we're all in agreement that Russell Wilson is an overrated uh, fat punk. And we're so much better off without him. And the Seahawks are looking onto bright horizons. And I'm so happy to be talking about that. I, 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 really, I really like the parent language you used on this with last <laughs> one. It seemed very different than the, the other language. But this is the good cow language that was just used because you're going back to, into the house. So I appreciate it. It's a good transition. Uh, to be clear, I don't encourage Cal to say fat punk. <laughs> that's, that's not parent talk either. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Emily, Winner. for hanging out with us. Okay, good night, Bottom. I love you. Mwah. Love you, too. Love is a, all right. All right. Now we're going to look at quarterbacks for Andrew Bottom. All right. Um, so, uh, I mean, so you've got Jared Goff, and Jared yeah, Goff's so, not, not a bad floor. Which is, here's the crazy thing is Jared Goff, you know, as of, you know, a couple years ago would have been a decent pick. Yeah, we're not and talking about he's... Jared Goff of a couple years ago. Jared Goff of a couple years ago was on the Rams with Sean McVay. But, like, here's the thing I want to ask you, Bottom. And here's the thing. Bottom can say whatever he wants on this pod because by the time that we play it out, uh, all of the waivers will have processed. So what I'm saying to you, Bottom, right now, Carson Wentz had 25 points this week. He threw four touchdowns. And now he's going to go play Detroit. Are you going to do it? I mean, I think that's the only... So, the funny thing, I read an article today that it basically talks about Carson Wentz and Zach Wilson. The funny thing is Zach Wilson is now officially out as well. <laughs> so. Right, right. He's out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like... 
I'm going to jump on the Wentz train. I well, feel like that. Well, let's not rush into things. So okay. you've got Carson right. Wentz there, and he had a great week one. Marcus Mariota is going to play the Rams. Points. The Rams gave up a shit ton of points last week. Uh, and Marcus Mariota had the highest rushing percentage in the league. So I mean, they were- you have been asking me to get, take Marcus Mariota for a I lot of years now. I, for some reason, now. always thought you really liked Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I thought that you guys no, had I a connection. I almost need him on my team so that then it can com- complete the the Julian <laughs> decision that I like on Marcus. I mean, I don't mind Marcus Mariota. He's a great player. At least he was a great college player, but he played in the Ducks, which, you know. That's not true. Team. All right. Um, so we've got that. We've got Geno Smith at San Francisco. Ooh. Ooh. Get in early on the Geno Smith train. It's an option. You've got Davis Mills playing Denver, who we now know suck. And then you got Jacoby Brissett versus the Jets. And that's tasty is, because is it's Joe the Flacco? Jets. Is Joe Flacco the new quarterback of the Jets? He is, and he is also available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got options there, Bottom. Lots of options, options. Uh, awesome. right now. Uh, here's a question for you. If you were in a position, would you take both Mariota and Wentz and try to drop Goff? Honestly, Goff versus Atlanta is tasty. That's not a bad play. You might have actually the best play on your bench, which is sad. The only bad part about that is like, you know what Goff is. You know what it is? It's not getting any better than that. Oh, yeah. I need to pick up someone for and sure. So with the Cowboys <laughs> dying, Carson Wentz. I don't know, man. Wentzy. Wentzy could be back. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough for me because, man, 25 points is in the NFL. Like, that's not a. You might just want to. He's the th- he was the third best quarterback. He was the third best quarterback. And I'll tell you this. Right now, Marcus Mariota was the seventh best quarterback. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota was the seventh best quarterback in, in Finicky last, last week. And let's look at his entire schedule. He plays the Rams, and then they plays Seattle, and then he plays Cleveland. I love our defense. I, uh, he might do okay. So let's look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz right now. Detroit, Philly, Dallas, Tennessee. These are all tasty matchups. I think that you could start Wentz and Mariota and you might win games for the next four weeks. So I don't know. I think both of them are really good pickups. And also, if you just want a really good morale boost, watching Geno Smith play quarterback is a pleasure. So you could also just do that. Well, hey. I pre I appreciate uh, you know the right uh, now in this time, no one else is. It's not going to affect your waivers. Who are you going to take? I kind of almost want to take one Sam Marietta. Bold, but yeah, I mean, if the third and seventh best quarterback, here he goes. Here's a points ranking: third Wentz, seventh Mariota, twenty fourth Jacoby Brissett. And that's how it goes. Well, I guess 12th is Geno Smith and 15th is Davis Mills. But, like, you know, yeah, what it is. And, I mean, no one fucking wants Cooper Rush. Nobody fucking wants Cooper Rush. Ever. So, 
you um, you bench Dak. You pick up some QBs. It's not a bad idea. I mean, week one is the Hunger Games. It is. It, everybody can. Well, who's on the? Who's first in the waiver wire? What's our? What's our order? Well, it's money. You got to put money down. If you put oh, some I money heard... down, bottom, oh, you can shit, get a boat. I forgot our money thing. Yeah, oh, we're man. in the we're in the fab years, so you can just put down whoever, whatever you want. Now, looking uh, at the waiver wire right now, um, looking at all of it, it's a fuck ton of kickers. All right, let me whittle it down. Um, Jeff Wilson and Rex Burkhead and Curtis Samuel are the fucking talks of the town. I don't know if. Any of those guys are even worth a fucking pickup. Uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, he catches a lot of shit. And Jeff Wilson, for now, will be the running back of the Niners. I own Debo Samuel, who I think will become the default running back for the Niners. But honestly, Jeff Wilson, it's probably going to go for 50 bucks. He probably should go for 50 bucks. Uh, have you made a move for him? You making a move for Jeff Wilson? You probably should. Nope. I haven't thought of it yet. You haven't but, thought uh, about it yet, buddy? <laughs> Dear Lord. I was, looking by, I was just looking at my wounds today as I'm thinking of the fact that I thought I had a really good team against Lyle and then it just combusted in the last, you know, evening of Sunday. Sunday evening. Sunday morning was great. Sunday evening was not the best. All right. Let's let's move on and start getting through these uh, week two matchups and we can talk about what we saw in a little bit of week one. All right, moving on to the week two matchups. Lots to break down. Um, like almost too much. Let's see here. Uh, I want to start with, well, there's only one matchup that has two losers. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't sound much fun for me. But um, let's talk about Bliss versus myself. Bliss versus the commish. Um... Yeah. Um, looking at this, I don't know, Bottom. I need your, I need your input. Looking at this matchup, we're both zero and one. Uh, I lost to, I mean, in all fairness, I lost to JP, who went fucking insane with two hundred and fifteen points. I'm fine with that loss, but I'd like you to look at this one, JTT versus LASIK, bro. What do you got? What What do you see? Do you think I have a chance? Well, first, I just want to say I'm kind of in, I feel like I'm more impressed with Bliss's lineup than normal because you never really know. It always can kind of be all over the place. But I That's feel true. like That's he's true. got he's got actually some quite some good players. His rosters you know, usually home. suck absolute dick, and I had to give it an A minus <laughs> in the uh, in the draft review, which made me throw up everywhere. But I'm also excited about your team, Julian, because you got Brandon Cooks on it. And so you took my advice in the uh, the fantasy pod that you had to re-record after yep. we uh, spoke. And yep. I listened to the, the pod. I take the advice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I feel like it's it's a uh, it's a good quarterback uh, good quarterback lineup with Carr and Cousins and Mahomes and Burrow. So do you uh, really feel that way? You feel like so? Carr threw three picks. Okay, which, well, which sucks. It's, well, it's, which it's sucks. a small, small sample size. But for the year. I will say this: after last year owning so many rookie quarterbacks, if you throw three picks with a rookie quarterback, you're getting negatives. This guy threw three interceptions and still gave me seven points, which just shows the upside. That just shows the upside <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, I'm facing fucking Joe Burrow, who threw four picks. 
and still got nine points. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, I kind of, I'm kind of fucked there. So I don't know if I'm going to win the quarterback battle. What do you mean about running backs? Yeah, Thomas and Kamara. Oh, Kamara's questionable. I don't know what that actually is about, but... Um... It's questionable. <laughs> That's really, it's really a Chubb versus Akers situation. Well, Akers uh, got zero last week. If he play, would you start Akers? Is that what you would do? Bottom. He gave him I mean, a zero. A zero. I don't feel like he would get zero again. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not do well. I mean, who else? He's got James Cook, Stevenson. Well, he's got to replace two running backs, or at least one. Yeah. So Cam Akers gave him zero, and Elijah Mitchell is out for eight weeks. So watch Bliss just spend 50 bucks on Jeff Wilson. Are, yeah. He's going to have to spend on Jeff. But he also he's going to start Jahan Dotson now because he fucking had a hot week. Uh, there's a lot to like on Bliss's. Um, I mean, I have to trust that Cole Komet's going to fucking make some points. But at this point, I'm putting my hands up and I'm going to basically trust my roster as is. Bottom. Look at it. Just tell me. Am I going to win this matchup or not? I don't think you're going to win. Fuck you. I think Bliss. Fuck I you, think Bliss. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. You know what? You know what? Julian Bliss is guaranteed to win this game. All right. He well, you really fucked up. You really fucked up, Bottom, because the next matchup we're going to is you versus Stephanie. And, uh, all right, so uh, Stephanie's actually won a goddamn game, you loser. And uh, it's looking like, oh, I don't know, she's just got Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, people I've actually fucking heard of. Look at you, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, James... You know Travis Etienne and James Robinson are on the same team, bottom. Uh, Jared Goff... (laughs) Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith had zero points. Jerry Judy had himself a week, uh, basically based on one one reception that shouldn't have even happened. Oh man, bottom. There's absolutely no way I pick you in this because your team is trash and her team is great. How's that feel? How's that? Well, well, knowing that my targeted against Stephanie, which usually was the first game of the year, now with the new roster, new you know league mix up, it's like the second game, I guess, but. I have beat Stephanie once out of probably the 12 games we've played in our history. So, Well, she's still starting Mike Gusecki, and I love, I love the <laughs> obedience there. But you got goose eggs from Mooney and Devonta Smith last week, which really hurt you. That's yeah. why you're 0-1, and you're about to be 0-2 because Stephanie is going to win this with a 2-0 Giants start. I love the starting of... The Giants coach, and that's going to give her two wins in a row. Couldn't be happier. Uh, you fuck your team. Okay, moving on to JP versus Mr. Antez. Um, oh, man, these are good teams, but Antez is just unfortunately 0-1. Uh, and they're, they're projected to be about the same. Well, I don't know, Bottom. What do you see in Antez versus JP? What jumps out at you? I feel like I don't like any of the four quarterbacks that are on those teams. Oh, I feel like it's Trey like Lance, Matt Ryan, Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. None of them cracked. Well, I guess Tannehill yeah. got the top 12, but really they're, all of them are outside the top 15. But 
here's the thing, and I, I think you went to it immediately. Um, Trey Lance was in the rainstorm. So now he's going to play at home okay. versus the Seahawks. And unless there's a, another rainstorm, we're going to see Trey Lance for real. But, man, what if the Seahawks fuck him up? How great would that be? I, I hope it's great because we already paid tickets to go see it. But uh, I think that you're right. The quarterbacks fucking suck in this matchup. What else have we got? I feel like it's going to be more of a – well, I mean, Justin Jefferson was the number one uh, wide receiver um, last oh, week. yeah. Not points. only that bottom, Devontae Adams was the number two wide receiver. Oh, my God. Yeah, and has, has, has the fucking dynamic duo for uh, wide receivers unprecedented right now. And, and he also has Metcalf, which only had a, a point, but, I mean – Hypothetically, get 11 we'll points. Get... get 11 points. Uh, but yeah, Justin Jefferson had 30, Devontae Adams had 22, and somehow fucking Antez lost. So yeah, he's a hungry motherfucker. He's got the eighth best tight end. He's got Jamal Williams, who is somehow the 10th best scoring running back. That's not going to continue. Yeah. But Eckler also Eckler... isn't going to be bottom 30. Like, it, this team's going to get better. I don't know. I got Antez. What do you got? I, I got Antez as well. I, I think, you know, the, the funny thing is, ironically, Antez has all these good wide receivers, but it, on paper, it looks like it would be a running back battle with Cook, Jones versus Eckler and Hunt. But well, the crazy thing is that the, the wide receivers. JP's got Aaron Jones, but he also, yeah, I know, has, what I'm saying. he also has AJ Dillon. They're on the same fucking team. So I guess JP lives and dies by both what the Green Bay running game is. He also has the Green Bay Packers coach as well. So yeah, yeah he lives Packers and game. dies by Green Bay and the Steelers D, which had 27 points last week, but now just lost its star player. So we'll see. We'll see. Fuck you, JP, for scoring 215 against me. I'm taking Antez. Absolutely no bias. I guess this podcast probably should have happened after the waiver wire so that we could actually know the real teams. No, it's sexier when we do it pre-waiver wire. We're just going pre-waiver <laughs> wire. And it tells them what they need to fix. All right. Moving on. Derge versus McKee. This Ooh, is going to be a saucy pick. We got Ben Derge is 1-0. We got the, the reigning champ. Oh, and one. And I just love this because it's the battle of like new MVPs versus old I MVPs. I know. You've got yes. Josh Allen and Kyler Murray who got 50 points combined last week. And you got Aaron Rodgers and Tom fucking Brady who got nine points last week, which is sad as fuck. What do you got here? I just. I just want Ben to win so badly. I think <laughs> if you pick Tom Brady on your team, I can't. And Aaron Rodgers, it's. I I just hope Ben wins by a lot, an awful lot. I love you, Zach, but I just want Ben to fuck it up. Zach, in the in in fact, it does not sound like Bottom loves you at all. <laughs> and um, I mean, Bo Zach, Zach. Went 0 and 1, and his kicker got almost 40 points. So that's that's showing that he just needs to improve all around. Uh, I, I do like I do like that Zach is keeping with McCaffrey. He is McCaffrey's boy, and he has kept with him. 
He has. And honestly, I do think McCaffrey's going to go off this week and is his best chance for success because you look at Ben Derge and he's got Brees Hall and Tony Pollard. And just like, they both were the 53rd. They both got three points last week. So fuck both those guys. So basically, Ben Derge doesn't have a running game. Uh, and, and, Elliot's, and Elliot normally is a good running back, right? Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. yeah. So basically, we're looking at this as a battle of the Dallas running game, which when you don't have a quarterback might be a thing. I just I looked at Ben Derge as another candidate of somebody who's going to overspend to get Jeff Wilson and maybe boost this shit, dog shit running game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I You know, Ben Derge always evolves with his... Uh, with all of his waiver moves. Um, but right now I'm going to go ahead and give it to Zach. I think Zach, I think the champ is the champ is here. And he's gonna not come, a chance. Not come on one back. chance. All right. The champ is here. He's come, oh, wrong all right. Moving on. We are now going to the undefeated matchup. Oh my gosh. Of Lyle. Nasty, nasty Lyle versus snake and there is a lot to analyze here lyle want to know snake want to know uh they're both basically projected for the same points right now um and they could hit the waiver wire hard but i don't know who they would improve upon uh first impressions andrew bottom what do you got i mean i'm always a, I'm a lamar jackson fan so automatically you know um i feel like Jake's having an advantage, but, um, you know, I think, uh, I don't really know who's got an advantage. Jesus looking Christ, at, bottom. Well, just you to say some stuff. I'm All looking, right, I'll I'm say some through. stuff. I'm, I'm looking, looking at the, the point ranking, and Lyle actually has everybody in the top 50. Elijah Moore doesn't look great. Matthew Stafford's in the, well, 30s because he got three points as a quarterback, but... You know, there are some fucking dips on Snake's team. Allen Robinson was trash. He was the 96th best wide receiver uh, because he got one fucking point. And CeeDee Lamb got two fucking points. Like, uh, this isn't looking good. Corlin Sutton got nine fucking points. Javante Williams. I mean, Denver's offense was not great. They will play Houston. Hopefully they get better. But CeeDee Lamb... No chance of improving. I mean, not no chance, but uh, unlikely with uh, with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Allen Robinson could be a fucking disaster. I'd probably cut him right now. Rashad Bateman did fine, but Baltimore is a fucking crapshoot. Um, How do you really feel about Snake's team? I think that there's a lot of great picks, but I also think there's a lot of fucking problems. Derrick Henry shared the backfield for the first time in forever. And Jameis Winston is playing Tampa Bay. Fucking draw up. This could be five interceptions. This is a fucking a rivalry game. Jameis Winston's going to come in angry. And Tampa Bay may not even remember he was ever there. But it could get ugly. So, yeah, I don't know. Lyle's not looking terrible. If Najee is healthy... Jacobs can run all over Arizona because their defense is trash. Miles Sanders is all of a sudden on a run-heavy team. Antonio Gibson is on a real offense. Jamar Chase was clearly the best wide receiver on the field. Mark Andrews couldn't do any worse than he did last week. I don't know. This is a real thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and take uh, Uncle Nasty. 
right, well, um, just for the sake of I'm taking, I'm taking uh, Snake. I never cut out Snake. He always wins, somehow. Somehow, finds a way. Makes it happen. All right, well... That is the Finicky Podcast. We've walked through everything. Um, bottom, we've got one week in the books. Do you have any any hot takes while before we wind things down? Uh, the hottest take that I have for this year is that Cougs will go 3-0. Oh, Jesus, the Cougs. <laughs> Fucking couldn't be more excited. How do we not focus every bit of our energy on this? I don't know. I mean, How happy were you? If you do, I, I find myself in a weird spot because I hate the Big Ten so much. UW plays Michigan State, and now I'm fucking focused on that. I used to love Michigan State. Who do I want to win this whole thing? I don't even know. I'm lost. All I care about is Washington State being the best team in the goddamn Pac-12. Pac-10, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Ugh. And how do you feel about this as a UCLA person, as part of the Big Big Ten? This- uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I didn't go to UCLA as a student, so I, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty frustrated that we're, uh, you know, leaving. I, uh, you know, as a as an academic, you know, staff member on campus, I feel like it's not fair that the students have to fly across the country, you know, to like go to a game and come back home five hours later. No so, one wants to fly to Rutgers from LA. No one wants no to do one it. Does. All right, Andrew Bottom, I appreciate you coming here and potting with me and going over all the stuff. Everyone now has the knowledge. They require it the waivers. We'll post in the morning after waivers have cleared. Good finicky and good night. <laughs>